0: Sweet Donna and Carrie, how I loved listening to your sweet prayers every night, and then you'd jump in your bed, so afraid I was under there, and I was. While our queens of creep try to figure out what movie that quote is from, and look under their beds in horror, pour a glass of whatever feeds your thirst, and sit back, while a paranormal chicks share another episode of sinister sightings. Leave a light on, creepsters. I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 163. And you just heard Tracy. She would always say, a sister from another mister. And I'm just going to be honest, I don't even know what movie that was that she referenced. You know I don't know. But I do know, love the tone of her voice. Chef's
1: kiss. Hey, if you want to kick ass at the intro, uh, just like they did, head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Okay, the first one. Sinister sightings. At least it's not inflatables. Hello again. Curtsy to our queens. It's your resident sleep talk bitch goblin back at it again. (laughs) I promised I would send in any recent sleep talk events, so here we go. Sorry it's not ambient, but it will have to do. Hopefully this hits close enough to the holidays to bring great tidings of comfort and joy. If not, Merry Christmas anyway, you filthy animals. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, they were no, not close. But that was a good guess, though, because they sent this in July of last year. So we're like almost a year behind on emails. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay. Don't stop sending them, y'all. I'm just feeling a little better. I didn't say I'm comfortable.
0: Her butt unclenched for a minute. Just
1: a little bit. And I said, ooh. <laughs> Let's start off by saying that I hate inflatable holiday decorations. Oh, God. You would not like <laughs> Carrie's house. My yard. Look. Look. My deer that feed off the trough with Santa is the best inflatable ever. But It, it just
0: needs more lights.
1: Yeah, it's because it's, like, four years old.
0: Well, it's, any inflatable needs more light. They need, like, uh A spotlight on them? Yeah.
1: When I was a kid, my aunt and uncle would buy every single inflatable known to man. And I loved helping decorate for Christmas. But these damn blow-up bullshits. It's like that war dog chihuahua meme... Anytime around them, I instantly transported back in time where the big blow-up Titanic slide trapped my little fat ass like a turtle on its back because it deflated a little on the side and somehow (laughs) I managed to get myself wedged between the part you slide on and the bumper. So yeah, not so much a fan. And like Snoopy and the Grinch and Scooby-Doo with the Santa hat and the minions, enough with the minions. I'm sure they're perfectly nice if you have kids that enjoy them and all. But it's a no for me dog. And the static. Whew girl, my lord, for that reason I am out. One night the hubs and I were watching How It's Made Christmas Edition. There was a bit on the inflatables and then a bit on blow molds, which in turn led us down a strange YouTube wormhole, God bless all who enter about neighborhood Christmas contests. One place looked very similar to our favorite shishi neighborhood where we'd drive through and look at the pretty lights. Well, I go to sleep before my husband, and he walks in and shuffles around, filling up the humidifier and charging his phone, etc. So, I'm in the in-between sleeps, and action. Husband, minding his own business, but making noise. Me, yuck, do these imbeciles honestly think that is what I want to see? You've got to be fucking joking. Husband, invested, yeah babe, I can't believe it either. Describe how bad it is. <laughs> 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 he knows me, lol. Me. I mean, look at it. Old Bob the Blower over here has 18 shit-ass inflatables, and they don't even match. Husband, what about his lights? Me. Ugh, don't even get me started. And look at this goofy booty over here. Really? Barbie and Furby boxes? Empty. I tell you, this is just wow. Husband confused. What about the boxes? Me. Seriously, just look at it. He took empty boxes and turned into a Christmas tree. Obviously appalled. Like, really? Husband, oh yeah, that's pretty bad, huh? Me, apparently warming up to the eco-friendly display. I don't answer right away, but then pipe up and say, well, at least it's not inflatables. And scene. I'm now fast asleep and none the wiser. Wake up and start telling my hubs about this weird dream I had where I asked Gordon Ramsay to judge a Christmas decorating contest in this neighborhood, which, by the way, was the neighborhood we always drive through and look at lights. It's my fave, because the HOA prohibits blow-ups. But honestly, fuck a damn HOA. Your house, your rules. Hubs instantly bursts into laughter and says, Oh yeah, who won? He starts digging for his phone, and I tell him about this dude's yard who was a literal museum of inflatables. Shout out to the dude on the show that we watched before bed. You made it to my dreamville. And as I start talking more about it, Hubs, looking at his phone, said, what about Goofy Booty? I instantly knew. I'd been exposed. (laughs) Hubs had managed to put everything in text. Don't be too impressed. I slur when I sleep talk. Motherfucker had time. (laughs) I told him it was stupid at first, but compared to all the neighbors, it was actually quite impressive since it was made up of holiday Barbie boxes, if you know, you know. And Furby boxes rotated just right to make a huge Christmas tree. And old Goofy Booty put LED lights around it, and it was just the brightest shit I've ever seen because the plastic causing it light flares. And I said those famous words, cool as hell, even better because it's not inflatables. PS is still July, and thanks to typing this email, Amazon and Wayfair are desperately trying to peddle me <laughs> last season inflatables at really great prices. In short, I deserve this. <laughs> PSS, can this be a new trend? Carrie needs stories, right? I mean, we're all here for creepy, good, good, but palate cleansers are nice too. Why not sleep talk slash sleepwalking ones? Bonus points if you've ever had a brush with true crime while in a slumber.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Why does the feather stiff as a board gone wrong? Share with the class. <laughs> Stay inflated and don't get stuck, Dana.
0: Oh my
1: gosh. You would hate my yard. (laughs) Like, hate my yard. (laughs) Yes, you would. And I'm so proud of it.
0: (laughs) Oh God, that is hilarious. But I used to have holiday Barbies, but I don't know why my mama let me just fuck everything up and just like rip the box to shreds like throw that away throw this away because hello those are worth money like why would she just get those and be like let those be pretty on the shelf is that why you're so weird about boxes now i don't know
1: (laughs) because this girl will not rip a wrapping paper (laughs)
0: Oh, gosh. Also, I had this really fat cat. We've talked about him before that Carrie hated him. Ambrosius. Fucking nemesis. (laughs) But I got a Furby one time and this cat was fat. All right. And we all know like the Furby boxes are like, well, I don't know if Carrie knows because i never had
1: one. Um, Well, they're like the fucking shade.
0: I don't know if (laughs) Carrie knows. No, you're right. I didn't have one, ma'am. They're like hexagon shaped. I don't know. Um, and (laughs) and Ambrusia's, you know, cats love boxes and stuff. And think about a Furby, what it needs. Mm -hmm. And was like paw in, head in. And then like, you know, those cat memes where they go into the fishbowl and their like tail comes, like is the only thing sticking out. It's like how they fit in there. That's what he did with the Furby box. And I was like, he gonna die in there. Like, how did he do that? But then he like just like burst it open (laughs) because it was too much weight against it. It was like, yeah, that that glue sealed, but not that much. But yeah, he got in there for a little bit. Oh gosh, that was good. That was a good one. All right, the next one is My Sinister Sighting in Tennessee. Hi ladies! Your podcast came up as a suggestion. I began listening and I have been binging ever since. I love your banter, infectious laughter, and the continuous reminder that I am not alone in these experiences I've had my whole life. This story is my most recent since I moved into my new home in 2019. So buckle up, Buttercup, here we go. My husband, Patrick, and I had a lot of random but harmless activity in our old house. Stories for another time. We moved in 2019 and were relieved that our new place had a cleansed and calm feel. Whatever we experienced before seemed to not come with us. Fast forward to this past spring, we survived the pandemic with our preschool daughter and new baby boy born 2020. We finally went on a road trip out of state to my husband's hometown and visited my in-laws. My father-in-law passed some time ago, but the family has kept his house in hopes of fixing it up and flipping it. My husband, the sentimental sort, grabbed a piece of the wallpaper from a room with some meaning and brought it back with us. It's also important to note that his dad's house always had a heaviness about it. My husband never saw anything, but he felt it ever since he was a young child. So did his mom and I did too. After returning home from our trip, suddenly that heaviness started in our home. I felt watched, never alone. That same feeling I had in our previous home loomed over me. My daughter, who always stayed in her own bed, started suddenly coming downstairs to our room in the middle of the night. I could hear light footsteps upstairs when I was downstairs in a home alone. I saw tiny orbs in my son's monitor, though he was never disturbed or upset. I had left the house with my daughter and my husband was home with the baby. He took him upstairs to the playroom, and he was quite cranky. My husband was bouncing him on his lap, and he said Finn started looking behind me while smiling, laughing, and being playful with someone that I couldn't see. Almost like he was playing peekaboo, but around me, instant shivers. Kids can be super creepy, but my husband said our son was fixated on someone or something. Another instance, I was working from home that day and my husband took the kids to the preschool they attend. Everyone was gone, but I heard the door upstairs close. It's almost like it wanted me to hear it. Our second floor is open to the living room. I could see that my daughter's bedroom door was shut. I took a big gulp of my coffee, stomped to my way upstairs. I don't know what came over me, but I was annoyed and didn't like my daughter being afraid of her own home. I slung the door open and had the most unpeeper like reaction. Get the fuck out of my house! I don't know who you are and I don't care. You aren't welcome here. Get out now! I shouted at the top of my lungs in rage. It's amazing how mama bear instincts can kick in and you suddenly become fearless. Then the last incident that sent us over the edge, I was putting my son down for bed. My daughter was asleep in her room. My husband was on the back patio smoking a cigar, blinds open so he could see the house. He texted me and said, babe, where are you in the house? I replied, still putting Finn down, why? I saw the text dots pop up and stop. And then pop up again. He said, um, I just saw you walk from the living room into the kitchen. And when you didn't come outside, I texted you. I told him that I had had enough and to burn that damn wallpaper. We had zero issues until he brought that back with him. So he set that shit ablaze. I saged the house and nothing has happened since. My daughter now sleeps in her own bed, unafraid. I don't hear anything and no more doppelganger weirdness. While what he brought back may have had sentiment, I think it had more than just a memory attached. Maybe this thing was the same thing he had noticed when he was a child and could be totally harmless. However, I'm not keen on sharing my space with someone or something I can't see, so it had to get the fuck out. Thanks for listening to my story. I love listening to y'all every week. Keep it up. Love and hugs from Middle Tennessee, Liz. I feel like nothing's worse as a
1: parent than when your kids are terrified. Right. And it's like, how do you protect them from nothing? I mean, like, that you can see. Right. It's like trying to protect them against air. Like, you can't, you
0: know? Yeah. That doppelganger thing, though, that's freaky as fuck. Yeah, that's not... mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. As a single gal, though, seeing the dots pop up and then them stop... And if they don't keep going and you don't have it, that's my biggest fear (laughs) right there. Because I'm like, what were you going to say? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. What were you going to say? And you changed your mind. Yes. Oh, the anticipation. And then, you know, I'm nosy as fuck. So then I'm like, oh, do you like how I make everything about me? You say that like "Eh, we didn't know that you did that. (laughs) (sighs) This is not our first rodeo with you. I know. Well, thank you, Liz, for those stories because, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm glad y'all burned that wallpaper, though. Yeah, get rid of that.
1: Mm -mm. Okay, the next one is an old Facebook story. Hey, ladies. Lately in the group, June slash July 2021, I've been seeing people rediscover Heine the Clown, and I remember the lovely tale that I told in the group many moons ago. As lots of people missed it, I decided to send it in for everyone to enjoy. And by enjoy, I mean laugh at one of the scariest things that happened to me, and genuinely made me poop a little. So here it is, a tale that only you guys will truly appreciate. Last night, I was downstairs in my kitchen making dinner all alone, or so I thought. I was pittering around making my elaborate and very grown-up feast of baked beans on toast with vegan sausages, grabbing things out of the cupboard, putting them back in, same with the fridge, in and out, in and out, shake it all about, when I made the mistake of knocking a small plastic bowl of cabbage off the top shelf. It fell in slow motion. I tried to grab it Spider-Man style, but alas, just succeeded in knocking it more and causing it to go everywhere. So, of course, I exclaim out loud, well, that was fucking stupid. What happened next will live with me forever. As I finished the sentence from right behind me, I heard the most maniacal, evil laugh. Think Carrie doing Heine.
0: Oh, no, I don't want to think it.
1: But more sinister. Near as damn it right in my ear. I screamed. I fear farted. Big time. My entire body came out in huge goosebumps all over. I turned around quickly, fully expecting to see some crazed serial killer clown laughing at me, holding an axe or a cleaver, ready to come and act some grisly act upon me. I was alone. The sound was the sound of the plastic bowl spinning to a close on the floor. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. My heart went back to the correct place in my body. My shoulders unglued from my ears and no more gas was eliminated. The goosebumps didn't go away for a while though. I don't think I have ever been so scared in my fucking life. (laughs) I swear that fucking laugh will go with me to my grave. (laughs) Oh goddess. It almost sent me there last night. Needless to say, I ain't using that fucking ball ever again. (laughs) Be careful, guys and ghouls. You never know what's after you. It might even be a small bowl of leftover cabbage. Love you guys. Zoe O. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) So good.
1: I would have paid to see that. Why can't you have cameras in your kitchen? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious.
0: I'm glad it was just something normal and you were able to see that it was something normal. Yeah, instead of being terrified and actually
1: being something normal and you never knowing that it was.
0: Yes. Oh gosh, that was so good though. Okay, our next one, maybe not so normal. This one is demon in a church? Hey ladies, I'm an OG creepster and I've been meaning to send in a story to y'all. So let me just get into it. When I was younger, my family was very involved in our church. I would often accompany my father to the church meetings. He was a deacon. And I would play in the Sunday school rooms while he was in those weekly meetings. Our church is three stories, a basement with a kitchen and tables and small Sunday school rooms. The main floor had two staircases on either side of the building with the sanctuary in the center, and the top floor was exclusively Sunday school rooms. You could walk upstairs to enter the building and walk into the foyer with the staircases, and the main floor office was off of this hallway, and the sanctuary was blocked off by heavy doors. The building was reflected on the other side of the sanctuary, but instead of the basement stairs, there was a closet built into the staircase on the second floor. My father and the other men in the church were meeting and eating dinner in the basement, and I was playing in the Sunday school room downstairs. Now, these meetings were always at around 7.30 p.m., so it was always dark when we went into the building. Have y'all ever been to a dark church at night? Not good vibes. There's something about a dark sanctuary that sends shivers down my spine. So why I decided to do what I did is beyond me. While the meeting was happening, I ended up walking upstairs to the sanctuary, just wandering around looking for something to do. And I decided to open the heavy sanctuary doors and walked in and the doors slammed shut behind me. So, I began the long walk across the dark sanctuary to get to the other side of the building. I could have easily gone up to the third floor and walked across upstairs and then down the other staircase, but I decided to walk through it. As I was walking, I could feel a presence. There was something else with me, so I took off sprinting to the other side. Again, why I crossed the sanctuary is a mystery. I was also seven or eight at this time, so the reason could literally be anything. I digress. Once I crossed the dark sanctuary and shut the doors behind me, I felt something pulling me to open the closet door under the stairs. Again, why I opened the creepy-ass closet in the dark-ass church alone, I will never know. But I walked slowly to the door and opened it. What I saw still haunts me. I poked my head in and looked to my left. I was startled to see my own reflection in an old mirror on the left wall of the closet. But as I looked closer, I realized the reflection I was looking at wasn't me. It didn't have hair. It was paler than me and resembled a human, but the face was kind of blurry. Like I couldn't really make out what I was looking at. Almost like when you dream of people, their faces are always unknown, but you can recognize them as human. And we stared at each other for a second before I screamed and ran out of the closet. I ran to my father and told him what happened, so he came back upstairs, turned on all the lights, and revealed that I had been frightened by my own reflection. But here's the thing. My head was turned towards the left while my body was facing straight. And when I backed out of the closet, the reflection did not reflect this movement. The thing turned back into the mirror and ran. If it was my reflection, it would have reflected me moving horizontally across the mirror as I backed up. But no, it turned around and ran back into the mirror, creating an almost vertical movement in the mirror. What I saw looking at me in the mirror was not me. It moved a split second before I moved to leave the closet. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. What the fuck? To this day, I don't look in mirrors when it's dark. I have to turn on the lights in bathrooms before I look into the mirror. And I still remember how pale this thing was. It wasn't human and it wasn't me. Thank you for reading my story and don't Fucking look at mirrors in the dark and especially don't go into a church at night. Creep it real. Madison R. from Texas. It's like, okay, it
1: kind of reminds me of that movie. What's that movie? With the
0: <laughs> with the people
1: that are them, that are their doppelgangers. That was Us. by that guy. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like a weird version of that. Yeah. Like, because they were the same but different. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were more like, yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, almost like a like a doppelganger-esque. I don't know. That's freaky as fuck. But, like, not your doppelganger because it was, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I can remember being a church and being there at night. Like, we had a couple of, like, lock-ins at the church. And the sanctuary was so creepy when there's nobody in there. You know? And then, like... Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know. This story, like, brought back a lot of memories for me where I'm like, oh,
0: God, that was so weird from, like, being
1: a kid, you know? Yeah,
0: my uncle was a deacon at a church, and I don't know why, but he was there on a day that, I guess they were having a meeting, and me and my cousin were going around, and we went, like, behind where they baptize you, like, to get in that way, and I remember that being so creepy. I was like, no, uh oh let me out of here. But also, anywhere that's closed, like, that you're not supposed to be in, like, it's supposed to have light on. It's supposed to have people in it. Yeah. Anywhere that's not, like, lights are off, no one's there, it's creepy to me. That could be, like, an auditorium at a school, mm-hmm. uh, like,
1: literally anywhere. Like,
0: a supermarket. If it had lights off and no one was there, that would be creepy to me. Like, a home is where the heart is or whatever? When she lives in the, uh... A Walmart?
1: Yeah. <laughs> She has baby America.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that sounds really creepy, and I don't do mirrors either. But that's from uh, Candyman and uh, Bloody Mary. Okay, the next one. How the F did I forget about this?
1: Hello, ladies. I can't believe I F and forgot about this. So let's jump right in. In January 2003, a patient at the doctor's office where I worked offered me a job. I will call her T from here on out. I did accept her offer. The offices were attached to the front of the grocery store warehouse. Very quiet and a little run down, but it served a purpose. A couple of months after starting, T became ill and had a lot of missed time from work with doctor's appointments, testing, and hospital admissions. In June, she was terminated. FYI, don't call your boss a dickhead. No matter how shitty you feel. Anyway, that's off topic. A couple of weeks later, she came to the office to have lunch with us and mentioned her chest x-ray showed black spots on her lungs, but her doctor told her not to worry about it. She had just changed doctors. I argued, pleaded, and even cried begging her to go to the ER because the black spots in her lungs were blood clots and could kill her. She ignored me. So in my last ditch effort to save her, I called her old doctor begging him to do something, but he says his hands were tied and legally he could do nothing. He told me I needed to convince her to go to the ER. She still refused. Two weeks later, we came into work and got a phone call from T's mom. She went with her kids to Detroit for the weekend and collapsed at the hotel and died. The autopsy later confirmed my suspicion it was the blood clots this is the eerie part. Of course, it was a really somber day at the office, so we all four of us decided to go outside for a walk. All four of us walked out, closed the door behind us, and we all forgot our keys inside. So, we go to the guard shack and ask if they can go around and through the warehouse and let us in. The guard then asks us if anybody had worked on Saturday evening or came into the office. We all said no. She said that a 911 call was made from our office on T's desk phone, but when they looked, nobody was there. The police and the fire left a few minutes later, and a second call was placed to 911 from her phone again. They sent the police and fire again, made them open the building, and they searched her offices, and attached to the warehouse was all empty. When we asked her what time the calls were made, it was made at the same time that T collapsed, and the second call was when she was pronounced dead. She was no longer working for us, so her cell phone was not connected to our offices. And her daughter called 911 from her phone, not tease. Needless to say, the dickhead had us move into our new offices the following week. Thank you for listening and reading this. Your podcast is so entertaining and makes a long-ass workday bearable. I'll just keep working from home with the spirit of my Daphne Jane. That one I enjoy. Previously submitted story. Creep it real and don't get scared. Fuck that. We were scared. Kelly.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry for y'all's loss, but that is wild. And also the odds that y'all all all forgot your like keys or badges or whatever that you had to go talk to the guard. Right. And then that's when they were like, hey, were y'all working? Like, do y'all know what's going on? That's just wild. That's so scary. Like you cannot take your help for granted. We have both learned that. Okay. The next one. Hello, ghouls. Backstory to the story I'm fixing to tell you. My now fiancé and I work at a restaurant. We both have worked there for 10 plus years, and up to a few years ago, we had the coolest general manager, and we'll call him H. H and my fiancé were pretty close. They would hang out after work, and usually at work, you wouldn't find one without the other. Anyway, come to find out, H. had a bit of a pill problem that turned into a big pill problem. He ended up stealing a lot of money from the company we all worked for. The owners tried to help H. out and send him to rehab. H. went, completed a short stint in rehab, and returned to work. All was well for a short while, but then the addiction got the better of him again. He ended up stealing even more money. Eventually, he got called again and would probably face some pretty serious consequences. He ended up taking his own life outside one of the restaurant locations late one evening. Everyone that knew H was completely heartbroken over the news of H's death. Maybe a year after H's death, I was working a large party in one of the side rooms. I started thinking about H, started missing him, and got really sad. Then the lights started dimming and then getting brighter. It happened a couple of times. I finally looked up and asked if it was him. The lights dimmed and then brightened again. To my knowledge, the lights weren't known to do this, but I was sure it was just a coincidence. So I said, H, if that's you, do it again. Dim the lights. And again, the lights dimmed and brightened a couple of more times. While cleaning up the room, I talked to H, told him how much we all missed him, and recalled some funny stories about when we all worked together. The lights would dim and brighten the whole time. When I was about finished cleaning and didn't know what else to say, I told h by, The lights stopped dimming and brightening. I have never experienced lights dimming and brightening before or after that event. Side note, addiction sucks. If you could please spread the word to the listeners that there is help for addiction and life after addiction. Please seek help before it's too late. You are worth it. Another side note, that was a very trying few months. A couple of months before H's death, my fiance's best friend T, who also worked at the restaurant with my fiance, myself and H, also took his life. Not addiction this time, but depression. Again, seek help. Side story, sometimes at work, I hear someone say my name. Now, let me tell you, I can't hear worth shit if you're not talking loudly and clearly to me i can't hear or understand you i'm like an 80 year old trapped inside a 32 year old anyway it can be empty or busting at the seams busy but i can clearly hear someone holler my name like to the point i stop what i'm doing look around for a familiar face thinking that someone is needing my attention okay that's all for now Thank you so much for listening to my ramblings. Love the show. See. God, that is a lot of loss. It is. Bless it.
1: But when people do things, it see, it sometimes can feel like there is no other way out. But yeah. there is always another way out. You can fix literally anything. Yeah. Anything. Even if you go to jail, you can still fix what happened. Yeah. Even if it is just getting clean in jail and living a good, healthy life from jail, like there's still hope.
0: Yeah. You still get to see your friends and I don't know. It's just, but you're right. Addiction is hard and there can be life after addiction. There
1: can mm -hmm. be success
0: after addiction.
1: And like they said, just please seek help.
0: Also, I fully think that was H talking to you. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, lights will dim and stuff, but not just, like, completely doing that all the time and then stop. And doing it on command. Right. Okay, this one's called
1: All Sorts of Weird. Hey, Carrie and Donna, I'm Ava Luna, and writing you all the way from Vancouver Island, British Columbia. I wanted to thank you for making your podcast as it keeps me entertained for hours while I paint houses. I've been meaning to write in for a while now and am in bed trying to sleep, but I can't. So, this seemed like a good time to write. I have a bunch of little stories for you, so here we go. As the others say, this might be a long one, so read as much as you'd like. Story number one. I'll start by telling you my one and only Ouija board experience. Well, when I was about 13, my friend and I decided to make a Ouija board by taping a large paper onto a desk and drawing all the letters and numbers, etc. We used an upside down crystal glass for the planchette. So, of course, we start by setting the mood, dimming the lights, and asking if there's any spirits in the room. The planchette moved to yes. My friend and I look at each other wide-eyed, and I trust to this day that she didn't move it. And I know I didn't. So, we proceed to ask what its name is, and it spells out Q-U-I-T. And our dumbass preteens, illiterate selves say, what's your name? K-U-I-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T-E-T- Trying to sound out some fancy-ass name, it repeats the spelling QUIT over and over while we're trying to sound out this word. Then, all of a sudden, it jumps to goodbye, and we finally realize it was spelling QUIT. I wholeheartedly believe someone was watching our backs that day and didn't allow us to play with the board and closed it out for us properly, and I haven't touched one since. Story number two. When I was 17, my parents rented and moved to this farmhouse. It was that kind of house built before the 1960s, I'd guess. Lots of character and creepy ass closets and cubbies that go far too deep into the walls and connects with other openings and doors. Shivers, thinking about it. But it looked as if it was redecorated in the 70s with orange and brown patterned carpet everywhere, even in the kitchen and bathroom. What the fuck? Carpet in the bathroom, off-white walls and brown cabinetry, and a little cross ornament over the walls from the owners. Anyway, my sister and I got to pick our rooms. As I lived with my dad full-time and her part-time, I got to pick the room I wanted, which I thought was the cooler room. Well, as time went on, I started having trouble sleeping in this room. At first, I couldn't fall asleep without music and the lights on, and then I would have to watch movies. Eventually, I moved into the living room and would sleep on the couch watching movies. And when the movie would stop, I would immediately know and wake up and restart it. Eventually, it got to the point where I wasn't sleeping some nights altogether. One night, I was so scared, I crawled into my parents' bed, snuck in, and slept at their feet like a dog because I didn't want to disturb them. I was 17, guys. During this time, I had started to develop lots of sleep paralysis, which at the time was scary as hell when I didn't know what logically was happening to my body. It got so bad that my dad dropped me off at school one day and looked at me so concerned asking if I was okay I just shook my head no because I was so exhausted from the lack of sleep and left to go to school. Cut to, I graduated and moved the fuck out of that house as fast as I could. Later, my stepmom told me she found out that the owners that lived there before had their sick father in that room I had chosen and he died in there. Needless to say, it all made sense in the end. I just don't think I was welcomed in that room. Story 3. This is more going to be just a bunch of little things that have happened. As you know, I've gotten sleep paralysis since I was a teen, and for the most part, since I figured out what was happening, it hasn't been as scary as some of the other stories I've heard. But the last two times have freaked me out. One time recently, I had these man's hands come out of the darkness and grab my arms and was trying to pull me out of bed. And the next one, it was hands pulling my feet and trying to drag me into a dark room. These last two scared the shit out of me when I finally got out of the paralysis. Another time, I swear I astral projected. My room was exactly how I went to sleep. I was wearing what I went to bed in, and I watched myself get out of bed, walk across the room, open the door, walk out, then I snapped out of it. Weird. Also, I had a few almost premonitions in my dreams. Like, one time I was sleeping over at my parents, and they had to leave early in the morning for work, so they popped their head in the room and said a quick goodbye. I responded with, don't drive away with the glass on the roof. They asked, what? I repeated and they left like, okay, Ava, now go back to sleep. Cut to later that evening, my grandpa was visiting and just when he was leaving, when just in the distance, we all hear a smash. My stepmom and I look at each other and I said, remember what I said this morning? She nods. She's a total believer in magic things and supernatural too. Anyway, not quite what I predicted that morning, but my grandpa ended up backing over a box of glass canning jars we forgot to bring in the house. So, there are some of the stories. I have a couple of others, but I'm officially tired now. So, thanks. I see why people don't write in everything at once. So, good night, ladies. Creep it real. I don't fucks with the sleep paralysis. uh uh-uh, No. Just the last two
0: have freaked you out? That would all freak me out. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I think you're right that someone had your back and was like, quit it, quit it. And then y'all didn't and they're like, oh my God, goodbye. Yeah, they're like, These fucking teenagers, like I
1: literally am telling you to quit. <laughs> oh,
0: Do you gosh. understand the words that I'm typing out to you? <laughs> I totally would be <laughs> Q U I T. Okay. Like just trying to make a I've think. never heard this name. I couldn't name my kid this. <laughs> Oh, something very fancy. Something nobody has before. Quit. (laughs) (laughs) Any hands grabbing me like that? That's terrifying. Unless she's consenting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Um, But then like pulling you into a dark room by your feet? Uh -uh. Yeah, that's really scary. No, thank you. All right. Time for our last one. And this is the time I got my wisdom teeth pulled
1: this will be a good one to end on,
0: unless it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> hey ladies, I just started episode 71, I know I'm so behind. But y'all commented wanting to hear some more funny stories, and I heard Carrie talk about wanting to hear some wisdom tooth stories, so I thought I'd share mine with you lovely ladies. It's kind of short, but I still laugh every time I remember it. So, I was living in Kentucky for I believe this summer with my dad. I don't exactly remember why I had to get them pulled while I was down there. I have the world's best memory. Not. It might have been that my wisdom teeth were growing and crooked and making all my other teeth squish together. But we set up an appointment and there we went. My dad had to work, so his girlfriend, let's call her Karen, took me, and she was so nice. Well, we get there, and I find out that I needed to be completely sedated. That could be the case normally, but knowing me, nothing ends up normal. They had to make some pretty good cuts in order to get those suckers out. They apparently wanted to stay. So I had some laughing gas, I think, and out I went. Well, when I come to, I was definitely loopy. So Karen took me to the car after we gathered all the necessary things, which of course included my wisdom teeth, and off we went back home. While we were driving home, I needed to call my dad. That was super important to do, apparently. So I called him, and after talking about how everything went, we hung up. Not two minutes later, I looked over at Karen and told her something like, "'Oh, shit! I forgot to call my dad! I need to call him right now!' Then Karen, trying not to bust out laughing, told me I just talked to my dad. I straight up told her that I didn't and I thought she was crazy.' I was so adamant that I didn't call my dad, and I wouldn't shut up until I did. Well, I called my dad and told him how everything went, and of course, he said that I already talked to him. He thought I was losing it and busted out laughing, which of course, I did not find funny. To this day, I swear I only called him once. I hope you get a laugh out of that. I love y'all's podcast. You girls cracked me up so much. My neighbor probably thinks I'm cuckoo. Creep it real, y'all, and extra large pizzas rock. (laughs) <laughs> p.s while i was in kentucky i had to develop a southern accent so i could talk to my pawpaw oh and i'm tara and want to be a beautiful creepster well join the fam but you already are yes <laughs> that's hilarious uh they don't normally completely sedate you they just put you on like under twilight stuff i'm totally the same though if it can't go wrong mm-hmm.
1: it will go wrong
0: yeah mine was a complete disaster they didn't put me out because I am a big girl, <laughs> extra large pizza, but also I have such anxiety about that stuff that it takes more to put me out. But then they're like, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm not drug seeking. I literally am telling you this because I know. And then when I'm not out, they're like, oh, yeah, like I cried through the ordeal. Oh, my God. That's not okay. No, it was so bad. So bad. But I love that you have a good story from yours. I got mine out in college. I can't like I just was hurting
1: so bad, like I couldn't take it. And of yeah, course you had a bad and of course we were like broke as shit and I was like, I'm so sorry. Bless it.
0: No, I was thinking your tonsils. <laughs> yeah, tonsils were bad. They
1: uh that when they had to um like almost break my jaw to get out. Oh god. Good times. <laughs> I'm like, couldn't y'all have wired it? Shut I would have lost a little weight. <laughs>
0: And don't worry about your uh, terrible memory, because I do, too. I have one bad. Like, of childhood stuff. I feel like I remember childhood stuff, but don't ask me something that happened yesterday. And then Carrie loves to think she knows everything about my stuff. Oh, Donna did take those pictures. No, I didn't. Which pictures? The cap and gown pictures. Oh, yeah. I swear you took those. Didn't. And then someone else. who, Who was it? Jessica said I dressed up like a smurf. On a thing, and you're like, yes, you did. I've never been in a homecoming parade. The only parade I've ever rode in was with Lori's... uh, Malika Likimaka. Yes. (laughs) But you're like, yes, you did. I didn't. Well, I would just could (laughs) have sworn. You did. You did. You said, I know you did. See, I
1: knew. (laughs) I did. Okay. Memories, terrible. We completely (laughs) understand. But... Thank y'all so much for sending these emails. I did get a little more comfortable knowing that we're like a year behind. (laughs) So if you want your story read in a decade, send them in. (laughs) A-carat chicks at gmail.com. Just kidding. Keep them coming because, you know, if everybody's like. Now you're going to be nervous. Yeah, because if everybody's like, oh, my God, they're a year behind. I'm not sending mine in. uh, Then we catch up. (laughs) But for real, thank y'all so much for all the stories. These are awesome. And remember. Creep it real. And and don't don't get scared. scared.